This is the Adam Gold Show. I am Adam Gold. We have Dennis Cox today on the ones and twos. It's like a we spin a wheel. We we land on five hundred a trip to Tahiti. Oh. Uh, or bankrupt. I don't know. I don't know what we spun. What we landed on. Uh, I think you just bought a vowel, sir. <laughs> well, you know you can't spin and buy a vowel. That's true. That's something you, you just do on your first, own. You gotta, you gotta later, do that on your own. Uh, that's that is, but I see, I see V to the Victoria behind you. She is. She's 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 just coming in. Well, I don't know. Put uh, put something down and then leave. What does she do? Yeah, she, essentially, she's looking up something. Well, she and I are flipping today. Today, because I had scheduled. I feel so used. <laughs> How do you think I, I feel? I don't. Um, I don't. I don't feel used. So um, yeah, I'm actually today. So a long term video project that I'm working on here okay. for Capital Broadcasting is. Just getting some different film video to put together like a season-long highlight reel uh-huh. of college football in the state of North Carolina. Ah. So I'm actually heading out to Boone today for App State's game. Taking a company car, I hope. No, I'm actually not. Mistake on your I part. Know, really Although, is. man, uh, yeah, like if you're driving up there, I'd stay. Oh, I, I'm going to stay there tonight. All right, good. I need to still figure that out. But I have time. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, well, welcome. We got a lot of things to uh, to do today. Very quickly before we start, have you been to the fair yet? I have not. Okay. I am. Uh, Matt I am Rule in- needs to visit the fair. Oh, 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 oh boy. I want Matt Rule to get lost at the fair. Oh, he's going to use the bacon map. There are too. There are too many things that look exactly alike at the fair. Too many locations that look exactly alike at the fair. That's a very good point. Right? And by the way, the map's woefully insufficient. I need more detail on the maps. I need more directions on the map. Put the name of rides on the map. I don't want to take any... I don't want to go on any Mm. rides, but 14-year-old boys do. So I was um, chaperoning our uh, school, my son's school's voyage, not a field trip. A voyage. Oh, Voyage. To the fair. Is that what uh, they call him My now? son milked a cow yesterday. That's a, that's a thing. He wanted to do it. I was Props so, to him. Oh, my gosh. I would have paid him to do it. By the way, you got to pay $5 to milk a cow. You, Wait, hold on. You, yeah, yeah. Do I get to keep the milk? Uh, no. Oh, but what? but you get, they'll give you a carton of milk. They'll oh, give okay. Not a carton. I don't know how big a carton it is. They'll give you milk for for. You give them $5 to milk a cow. And by the way, you don't get a chance to really milk the cow. You get like two tugs, and then that's it. Pause. <laughs> I knew how this was going to sound. Uh, you get you get like two pulls on the teat, and then you're done. Pause. Right? So anyway, this is so awesome. I It was the highlight of the trip. A, my son, 14-year-old, who, like... Whatever, he's, I think he's a city kid at heart, although we live really in the country. He loves, he fishes almost every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, he he was into it. He loved it. He was he was criticizing his friend for not doing it right. I'm like, when did you learn how to do this? So he gets his two tugs, and then he's just standing there while his friend is, there, like, they're, you have to kind of wait to leave the area. And the cow next to them just let loose Uh-oh. from the other end. Oh. Right? Oh. And 
you you should have seen some. Not my my son was fine with it. He laughed because uh, we've seen horses do it. Uh, yeah, you you should see fourteen year old kids scurry. Do they use Powerade cups to clean it up? <laughs> like no. SMU did. <laughs> no. What happened? Oh, you didn't see this on Friday last week? No. Oh, so as, during SMU's football game, they have a pony, a, a live, live mascot. Yeah, okay. a live mascot. That they trot across the field, sure. sprinting across the field after a touchdown. Well, it left some droppings behind. Yes. And the refs told them, like, uh, y'all got to clean this up. So they use Powerade cups that, you know, from like the oh, trainers or the coolers. That and is just fantastic. Use those to scoop it up. All right. So the whole point of me saying I went to the fair was this Cora's cookie dough. Okay. I'm not a good uh, fair food finder. Okay. Like the stuff that I really wanted to try, I have no idea where it is because I don't go to the fair very often. Uh, this was like the first time in, I was probably there a couple of years ago, but I don't really remember. I, we probably have only gone for lunch here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Corey's Cookie Dough, they have something called the Oreo Cookie Crumble. Okay. And I don't, even, I don't even know what it is except that I slowed down after. <laughs> it's it's like, it's a it's combination... Cookie dough fudge on a stick, hmm. and it's unbelievable. Un, I I couldn't I couldn't eat the entire thing myself. It's not that big. It's only about if you took, let's just say five Oreo cookies and stacked them yeah. on top of each other. Double stuffed or regular? Let's just say three double stuffed Oreos stacked on top of each other. Okay. Right? That I can get with. All right, um, but it's not. It's not. It's just covered in Oreo crumble. The other stuff is like deep chocolate cookie dough, and it is dense. It is um, it was unbelievable. I'm for it. I I I needed a nap right there, and I only ate half of it. It was actually the only economic thing at the fair. Everything at the fair is too expensive. Well, yeah. But but the but that was was eight dollars for that. But it's worth it because. You're done. Don't eat that first. Don't eat that first. I'm just saying that. Okay. Eat it as you're going out. Got it. Yes. It, eat it. Eat it on the way. It's cold too, so it'll travel. Okay. Right. It it, it will travel. It will not run. It's not like getting ice cream on a stick. Um. It will. Uh. It it will travel. So there you go. Cora's cookie dough. It's it's near. It's a, a couple of uh, booths down from the ostrich place, which is awful. Don't do ostrich. Okay. All right, let's go. So the ACC announced voting for the all-ACC teams for men's basketball yesterday. UNC got 90 of 101 first-place votes. Duke got two. Virginia got six. (laughs) Miami, two. Virginia Tech, one. Duke was second in the balloting, followed by Virginia, Miami, and Florida State. That's the top five. NC State, 10th. I think Wake Forest was eighth, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know why I didn't write that down, but I didn't. Uh, Armando Baycott, somehow, not unanimous, first team all ACC. Really? See, I can see if you say that Baycott is not going to be the player of the year. Sure. I could get that. Yeah. But you have to be predicting an injury for Baycott not to be first team all league. Or you're bitter or 
you forgot he was here. Those are the only options for me. Because if you recalled that Baycott was in the league and didn't put him at least on your first five players, then you're a dope. I'm sorry. You're a dope if you didn't do that. And I, I'm, I'm afraid to find out who left him off the first team ballot because I don't want to judge that person mm. right away. But I will. I just did. You're a dope. I'm just going to say some bitter Boston College reporter. Unbelievable. Or no, maybe it's maybe it's a bitter, I don't know, Duke reporter. I don't maybe. know. I really don't know. Uh, anyway, Baycott should have been unanimous first team. Nine different players received player of the year votes. Baycott got 82 of 101 there. Caleb Love, Jeremy Roach, Terquavian Smith, and Isaiah Wong uh, are the other players in the uh, on the first team. Jaden Gardner from Virginia, Derek Lively from Duke, freshman. Justin Mutz of Virginia Tech, P.J. Hall of Clemson, and R.J. Davis of Carolina. That was your second team. Uh, 11 players got rookie votes. 11 different players got, you know, rookie of the year, preseason prediction for rookie of the year votes. The top four are from Duke. Right? Yeah, that <laughs> but, makes sense. Right? Yeah. No, but but to me, that's that stands out because Duke was picked second. They have one returning rotation player in Jeremy Roach. Now, it's an important one. He is arguably the point guard, although he might not be the point guard. He might just be he might be a shooter when you get right down to it. They are they have so many new players. The top <laughs> top 4 in the predictions for rookie of the year. Imagine having four of those types of players. Yeah, this guy's going to be the rookie of the year. Four and actually they had five guys in the list. But the top four vote-getters in that category. I thought that whole thing was fascinating. I'm gonna get Come on, into, Duke. I'm going to get into this later. And maybe we'll do it with Chip Patterson because he is all-encompassing. Do you hear Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim say that the Big Ten stunk last year hmm. because they did so poorly in the NCAA tournament? They got like 11 teams in and got two to the second weekend and only and none of them made it to the elite eight. I think that was the uh, that was the case with with the Big Ten. Yeah, a lot of them got bounced early. They seriously only two of their teams made the Sweet Sixteen, and both of them lost in the Sweet Sixteen. One lost to Duke, right? When uh, in the Sweet Sixteen, Duke sure. lost to Duke, Duke beat Michigan State. Anyway, Beheim says that the NCAA tournament is the measure by which conferences should be judged. The ACC went 14 and 5 in the NCAA tournament last year. They had they only got 5 teams in. They didn't get seeded very high. No. Right? And they still managed two teams in the final four. That's how great the ACC is. That's right. And I would argue that Let's go. I would say to Jim Beheim, maybe. I don't think that's I don't think that's correct. I think it's unfair to say that's the way league should be judged. Uh, I think all of it needs to be taken into account. And it's convenient when it works for you. <laughs> it's it's convenient when it works for you. I will say this. The bowl system is a terrible way to judge an overall conference's strength. Because there aren't fair matchups. There are 
I, I, we make fun of the SEC all the time for, well, you know, our teams weren't really motivated. Yeah, whatever. That's on you. Um, but it just isn't equitable. So the bowl system, not fair. The NCAA tournament, it's more fair. So I think there is some validity to what Jim Beheim has to say, but I don't think that's the that's the way we measure. No, mm. that really isn't. So It's part of the metric, not the only metric. Yeah, I think there's a lot of metrics. And I think what you do during the regular season does matter. And that's how you get into the NCAA tournament is what you've done during the regular season, who you've beaten, where you've beaten them, how many good teams you beat. That's what gets you in. So I think uh, Jim Beheim is just taking the ACC's performance in the league uh, and using it for his convenience. All right, moving on. You know what's what's almost always overrated when it comes to newsmaking? Owners' meetings. Ah. And not a lot of stuff ever happens at owners' meetings, right? Ooh, nice. Nice vibe here. Thank you. So it's a lot of stuff that really doesn't matter. Mostly it's just chances to stay in fancy hotels uh, and for the Jeff Darlingtons of the world to do stand-ups at the Peabody in Memphis where the Ducks... You know, where the ducks are walking around. That's cool. I actually don't know if that's ever happened at the NFL owners' meetings. But the NFL owners are or have met at the Conrad downtown in New York City. That sounds expensive, doesn't it? Very. I did. uh, I did a little research. Dennis, Mm. how much do you think it costs to stay one night, deluxe suite, King bed. Oh, delu- oh, a deluxe suite. That, That's that- but de- deluxe suite's the cheapest room. Okay, okay. Just, just uh, this is like economy. Does have like the little refrigerator with the key and all that? Um, uh, it does have. A, it has a little kitchenette area. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say five sixty-seven. Seven fifty from, air quotes from seven fifty-five. The seven fifty-five is probably with a view of the dumpster. And it's probably in the interior of the hotel. Yeah. If you get uh, a window overlooking wherever it is, Midtown, I'm not sure where the Conrad is. Uh, it's actually downtown, so maybe it is all the way downtown. If you get a view overlooking one of the rivers or, uh, you know, some site, the Brooklyn Bridge, I have no idea, um, then it, that's probably 950 But from 755 But you get a bathrobe. Nice. There's slippers, right? Free Wi-Fi. Anyway. Um, Jerry Jones at these owners. I'm sorry for the aside. Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft got into it <laughs> at the owners' meeting. I'm for these things, by the <laughs> they way. Got, 100% They, had, they had an argument, and apparently there were F-bombs thrown. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. Now, here's the thing. It's, I bet it was because was Jerry not invited to Robert Kraft's wedding? It's... Robert Kraft just got married. Yeah, did oh, he? Here, oh, I'm sure it was. A, I'm sure it was a great, great wedding. Well, yeah. Well, this will lead into the Tom Brady angry stuff later. Oh, okay, yeah, good. We'll, I can't we'll, wait for we'll this. Carry this on. Oh, but I just wondered if Jerry Jones didn't get invited. Maybe he, that's why. Honestly, I would. I would say that Robert Kraft probably didn't invite Jerry Jones yeah. to the wedding. Uh, this is not a slight on Jerry Jones. I'm sure there were a lot of NFL owners that didn't get invited mm. to the wedding. So, um, but. The reason for the argument was over compensation for Roger Goodell, who is due a new contract coming up. So Jerry Jones wants Goodell essentially to work on commission. Like, 
That's basically what he wants. <laughs> like, this is not your salary. All right, here's what we'll pay you as long as we meet these benchmarks. He, Roger Goodell, who has been a meat shield for the 32 NFL owners, has basically, according to Jerry Jones, we want to make him earn his money. Like, if anybody deserves time served, <laughs> it's it's Goodell. Because you all are bleeping crazy. I've been thinking about it a lot in the shower. He has been. I have been. There's no question about it. All right. So there's that. I have no idea. They, they voted 31 to 1 on how to compensate Roger Goodell. And the one was Jerry Jones. He voted against the new contract. Anyway, uh, but here's what was really interesting to me out of the NFL owners meetings. Jim Irsay, owner of the Indianapolis Colts. It is Jim Irsay, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because his dad, Robert Irsay, used to own the Colts. Um, he was the owner when the Colts moved from Baltimore to Indianapolis. I don't know why I get a mix up all the time, but I do. So Jim Irsay had this to say about what the owner should do regarding Washington owner Dan Snyder. I just believe um, in the workplace today, um, the standard that the Shield stands for in the NFL, um, that uh, you know that you have to stand for that and protect that. And and um, um, you know, I I, I just think that. Um, once owners talk amongst each other, they'll arrive to the right decision. And, and um, uh, I, I just, you know, my belief is that, um, unfortunately, I believe that that's the road we probably need to go down and we just need to finish the investigation. But it's gravely concerning to me, um, the things that have occurred there over the last 20 years. First of all, I thought the investigation was finished. Are we, are we going back? Are we doing more? Maybe. I, don't uh, know. I thought the investigation was finished, and Roger Goodell doesn't have a written report of it, because why would we have a written report of that? Um, first of all, I, I will also say that it's clear that Robert Ursay, Jim, rather Jim Ursay, I did it again. Jim Ursay is not one of the owners that Daniel Snyder has dug dirt up on. <laughs> He's pretty confident of that. Mostly because all of the dirt on Jim Irsay pretty much out in the open. Yeah. Remember when he was driving, public, driving yeah. around? He was he had all sorts of, uh, what, um, pills in his car, yeah. right? Driving around with cash. Like, dude, to get a grip. Kind of, you know, get a hold of yourself. Anyway, Roger Goodell commented on Jim Irsay's comment. Are you surprised? Are you disappointed that Jim Irsay had strong comments about it? No. How do you like that? How do you feel about it? How do I feel about what? His comments. I just said, and I said it to the membership, speculation without facts is not a very positive thing to do. I think everyone deserves to have facts and to make sure those decisions are made with facts. And the membership will have that opportunity. Roger Goodell, I like it. I like it, Roger. I remember saying this when uh, Robert Sarver 
was uh, in the crosshairs of the NBA. And Adam Silver, at his press conference, trying to explain why it was just a $10 million fine and a one-year suspension of ownership, uh, basically, he said, I can't fire an owner. I can't. Right, But he he alluded to a process. There is a process by which 25 NFL owners can remove Dan Snyder as owner. And by the way, don't insult us by transferring ownership to, what's his wife's name, Tanya? Whatever, sure. her, whatever her name is. Mrs. Snyder. Don't insult us by that. Force the sale. You know who you know who deserves the Washington football team to be sold? Washington football team fans deserve that team to get a new owner. That's who deserves that team to be sold. Uh, all right, I I was very I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm pleased by what I heard from Roger Goodell right there. All right, the NBA started last night. <laughs> Uh, Celtics ran away from the Sixers in Boston last night. It only took Marcus Smart a half to get into postseason form. Did you see the Marcus Smart, Joel Embiid? Uh, altercation's probably not the right word. Beef? It's not really beef. It was a bas- It was basketball. Okay. And it was basketball between Marcus Smart, who is the best agitator in the NBA, who also happens to be an outstanding player. I love so much about Marcus Smart including how entertaining he is because he's a dynamite player. Uh, but, look, he 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 was the only one who got who picked up fouls in this. Marcus Mark got called for a common foul and a, and a technical foul for, you know, messing around with Joel Embiid. But Embiid flopped because that's what Embiid does. Uh, and then I don't understand how Jalen Brown didn't get anything in this situation because J- Jalen Brown was standing over um, – Embiid, when he was on the court, he, like, straddled him and was standing over him like, yeah, you want to mess? Like, dude, just chill out. Your guy caused it. Yeah. <laughs> Your guy caused the problem. Anyway, uh, Boston ran away from the Sixers in that game. It was a fun game. Uh, sweet Boston uniforms, by the way. Yeah, they're it was, yeah, different. I like They're it, darker. They're tributes. Actually, Bill Russell, the late Bill Russell, helped, was a consultant on the design of them. Uh, so it's, it's really a tribute to Russell but they are dynamite-looking. Golden State got their rings last night. Only two games in the NBA. Then they clubbed the Lakers by double digits. Big game for LeBron James with 31 points, but he recognizes that his team might not be so good. I think we're getting great looks, I think. um, But it also could be teams giving us great looks. I mean, if you... Be completely honest, we're not a team that's constructed of, of great shooting. And that's just the, the truth of the matter is. It's not like, you know, we're sitting here with uh, a lot of lasers on our team. So, you know, but that doesn't deter us from still trying to get great shots. And when we get those opportunities, you take them. But we're not sitting here with a bunch of 40-plus career three-point shooting guys. It's game one. LeBron already knows we this roster ain't it. No. And he is right. I'm just wondering when Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook get into a fight. Why did they sign Patrick Beverly? Great question. I mean, look, I'm not knocking Pat Bev, but that ain't what they need. They, they need shooting. They're, they're going to stink 
They won't make the. They won't even make the play-in tournament. They got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They honestly, I've said this before. That's the guy they needed to move on from. They need to. They needed to trade Anthony Davis, and I'm not sure why they haven't. They really don't want him. I'd do that in a minute. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see who they can fleece. They're going to have to give up a couple of first-round picks in order to do it. But we'll see who they can fleece. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we will check in. The NBA does open the rest of their season tonight, right? Uh, and I, I think the Hornets are in San Antonio. Yep. 8 o'clock tip tonight. 8 o'clock tip tonight, Hornets in San Antonio. Travis Hancock of WFNZ in Charlotte does pre and post for the Hornets. We're going to talk to him a little bit about that, but... Christian McCaffrey on the trade block. Robbie with a Y. Anderson gone. Steve Wilkes game one. Panthers drama. Travis Hancock next. This is the Adam Gold Show.